Hey moms, I'm Taryn, and I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that motherhood is a lot harder than I expected it to be. Of course I knew that there would be long sleepless nights and that my adorable baby would soon turn into a snack-obsessed toddler, but I wasn't prepared for the really hard stuff that isn't always talked about. The long NICU stays that we had, the mom guilt, or the constant worry as to whether or not I'm raising my kids to be kind, independent, and compassionate. Here at the Messy Mama Pod, my goal is to not only make you feel like you aren't alone, but to truly show you. You're going to be hearing from some incredible moms who are rising through some really difficult times in motherhood, and from guests who have made it their mission to spread awareness and education to make motherhood a little bit more joyful and inclusive. I live off of dry shampoo, and it is a complete guess as to whether my kids even have clothes on right now. So, if you're anything like me, welcome to the mess. And remember, messy can be beautiful. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode here at the Messy Mama Podcast. Thank you for being here if you are a new listener. I don't know. I never can really figure Instagram out and now that I'm learning like the ins and outs of podcasting, sometimes I just get spikes on things and I don't know why, but I'm just genuinely super grateful that you are here. Um, This week's episode is going to be really good with Brittany. Um, It's funny how close we live when yeah. I we were chatting, I didn't realize that we were in such close proximity. Um, but another Canadian mama coming on to share her experience through motherhood. Um, we have done an episode on here. Gosh, it was I think Jade was our very first Messy Mama Spotlight. So I think it was episode number four um, talking about Down syndrome. And Jade has a little girl that has Down syndrome. And I loved that episode so much and just the way that She talked about kind of not necessarily just the medical side of it, but we did talk a lot about that and some of the characteristics of somebody who has Down syndrome. Um, And it was really eye-opening to me. And it's funny, since then, I've just met so many incredible moms who have little ones with Down syndrome. And it has been really fun watching your journey, Brittany. Um, I've been following you for quite a while, and I love how you share and you advocate for Henry, but you're soft and you're gentle in your advocating, but you're still informative and educational. So if you're a new listener or even if you are have been here for a while, I think that you guys are all going to really, really love this episode and love getting to know Brittany and kind of a day in the life of what it's like to be a mama with a little one that has Down syndrome. Not that it's probably all too different, but thanks for being here, Brittany. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Let's just kind of start with a bit of an introduction, just so people kind of know a little bit about you and and kind of set the tone, I guess. Sure. So my name is Brittany Cafe. I live in Warman with my husband, Tyler, and my two kids, Elizabeth and Henry. I am about to turn 28 years old. So getting up there, but not all that old yet. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like after 25? I I just turned 27. And I'm like, now I just feel like I'm almost 30. And it feels weird. Yeah, it's all just blending together at this you point. Know. <laughs> But yeah, so I have uh, two kids. I am just finishing up my maternity leave with Henry. And I am a Down syndrome advocate for the last just over a year. I've added that title onto my busy, busy list of things that I am. Yeah, and definitely a title that you probably weren't expecting. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Like, has it been like wonderful? Like, is it one? Have you been become really passionate about it? Yeah, of all of the things that I am, 
you know, being a mom and a wife is always, it always has been like top the list. That's the things that I'm most proud of. I'm really proud of my career as well. I work in radio, but next to being a mom and a wife, being a Down syndrome advocate is definitely one of the things about myself that I am most proud of now. Yeah, I I think that that's so cool. And I think that when sometimes when we get thrown into things just like very unexpectedly, unexpected, oh, unexpectedly, I think that sometimes they just become that like, because there's usually that like burning desire inside of you. And I, I feel like I can relate to you a lot about that with my NICU stays and my NICU journeys. Um, and you are, you're like wonderful at it. And you've grown like a really incredible community on Instagram. Um, and I know you're making probably just more of a difference than you even realize. But at what point did you decide to start sharing Henry's story and advocating for Down syndrome? For us, it was really right off the hop. Um, I work at Rolco Radio and I was on air on C95 and Rock 102 CKOM in Saskatoon. Oh my gosh. Um, I've lived a pretty public life before Henry was born. And, you know, everyone listening to the stations knew that I was pregnant, knew that I was expecting Mm. a baby. And once Henry arrived, we didn't know about his diagnosis until he was born. So once he arrived, um, we held off letting people know for the first little while just until we could really like get blood work back and confirm his Down syndrome diagnosis and confirm his heart condition as well. Then we posted about it on social media. And once Henry was out of the NICU, um, I brought him to the radio station a few days later. And we did his first radio interviews when he was only a couple of weeks old and kind of let the world know that this is what's going on. And we're really happy to have him. So it all kind of spiraled in a really, really good way after that. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you and maybe you don't know this, but is it common to not get a Down syndrome diagnosis until the baby is born? Honestly, it is more common than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. Even since we had Henry in Saskatoon, I've heard of multiple other women in the same hospital receiving that birth diagnosis and just not knowing ahead of time. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Until it happened to us. And now I'm hearing so many stories of other families that it's happening to as well. And, you know, in, in some ways, it really like breaks my heart every time I hear about that. Not so much for the baby, because I know that like their life is going to be amazing. It's going to be great. The family, things are going to work out. It's going to feel really bleak. Uh, for a little while, but it gets a lot better really fast. But my heart just breaks for the parents because I know in that moment what they're feeling and the thoughts that are going through their mind. And it's, you know, the first few days were probably one of the darkest moments of my entire life. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Having a child with Down syndrome, I would wish that on tons of people because it's amazing. But to have a a birth diagnosis the way the way it was for us was it was really challenging but honestly even looking back now though I probably wouldn't have changed it yeah just because 
for us to have known ahead of time, I think I would have spent a lot more time stressing out. Mm. Um, I would have been like up to my ears in research and absolutely terrified. Yeah. I think having Henry in our arms already when we learned about his diagnosis, it was a lot easier to just accept him as our baby, not just some abstract idea of a future baby that would have Down syndrome. Yeah. I think that helped us a lot. Yeah, that's so true. Like you're, you weren't really sitting in the unknown for so long. Like even though you can do that research and stuff, I just feel like there would just be so many questions that you would still have. But like you said, once he was there in the flesh, you just, you had that deeper connection with him and that deeper bond where you just knew probably deep down that like everything's going to be okay. Like he's perfect. He's here. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we actually, Henry wasn't diagnosed until like the complete day after he was born. So it was a whole like over 24 hours before we finally got someone from the NICU to come up and take a look at him. And they then brought him down and diagnosed him then. But it was a full over over a full day of us sitting there oh my gosh looking at him trying to convince ourselves that he didn't have it when we Tyler my husband and I both knew deep down we knew that he had down syndrome we just didn't really want to admit it to ourselves yeah. to say it out loud but yeah so do you mind talking about that a bit so you had him like did the nurses say anything or the doctors say anything or was it just kind of like Like you said, you and your hubby knew, but nothing was being said. It was honestly, I still don't know. So I delivered Henry and afterward there were a lot of issues with me. So uh, the cord fell off my placenta and uh, I I bled a lot. (laughs) There were tons of issues. Um, So everyone in the room was kind of busy with me. Mm. My OB was completely focused on me trying to get the rest of my placenta out of me and control the bleeding and stitch me back up. The nurses were busy with me as well. Um, I lost a lot of blood. So I was really like faint and going in and out of consciousness. But I remember like all of it's really a blur for me. But I remember thinking that I just wanted everyone to get out and leave me alone for five minutes so I could Google the symptoms of Down syndrome without everyone looking at me. That's one of the only things I remember from when he was first born is just wanting everyone to get out so I could look that up without everyone knowing that I thought he had Down syndrome. Wow. Um, So for the rest of the night, there were lots of different nurses coming in and out of the room and like I remember every time I woke up, there would be like a different nurse in our room holding Henry. So I don't know down on the maternity ward if they thought he had Down syndrome and like different nurses were coming in and weighing in on it. I don't know if if that's what was going on or if they were all just wanting to come in and help us because I was kind of out of commission. Right. Um. So I don't I don't know if they knew down there. When we went up to the maternity ward afterward, um, a pediatrician came in and my husband Tyler brought up like Henry on each of his hands. He has a single palmer crease. So just okay. one, one line on his hand. Uh, and that's one of the symptoms of Down syndrome. So 
we noticed that and he has a little extra floof at the back of his neck so we pointed those things out and she told us that she was pretty sure that that's just probably just the way he is and she wasn't concerned that he had down syndrome she didn't think he had it um we asked a couple of different nurses and they were both like no he doesn't look like other babies I've seen that have down syndrome um so we kind of just we knew that they weren't we knew that they were wrong we knew he had down syndrome uh but we kind of just tried to take their word for it yeah um And then the next day, Tyler noticed that Henry was having some trouble breathing. So he was breathing like really into his belly. His belly would get Mm. really big every time he would try to breathe. So we called in a nurse and she said that she thought everything was fine and just to keep an eye on him. And he kept doing it. And that's when Tyler was like, get somebody from the NICU up here to look at him. Like there's something, something is not right. So Good for him. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of the way that he advocated for Henry. Yeah, and I know even when we talk about it now, he wishes that he would have said something sooner. But there, I know that there are so many dads who would have just pretended not to see anything so they could just get home with yes. the baby. So totally. I'm really proud of him for speaking up in that moment because Henry was diagnosed. Uh, that day with Down syndrome, a couple of days later, he was diagnosed with a congenital heart disease as well. Um, oh. And he had to have open heart surgery to repair that when he was, he was just shy of six months old when he had his surgery. So had we gone home, it would have been weeks, if not months to get his Down syndrome diagnosis, then uh, more weeks, if not months to have him screened for a heart disease because they yeah. screen every child born with Down syndrome for heart conditions because it's just so common. Okay. So who knows what would have happened had Tyler not spoken up in that moment because we we had all the answers within a week. Yeah. You know, everything medically that was going on with him. If we yeah. had walked out of the hospital with him on that day, like we so badly wanted to, I would have given anything to just pack him up and run away from all of the doctors. But looking back now, I'm really glad we didn't and we got those answers. Yeah. Gosh, it's it's funny because you always hear how like mom instincts are so strong, but I can relate to that too. Like there were many times in the NICU that it was actually Derek picking up on things. And I think that, you know, sometimes I thought as a mom or I had these kind of moments where I'm like, okay, I need to pay more attention. Like I'm just like so infatuated and just like X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm going to do this, this, and this, whereas Derek kind of saw things differently. So I can really relate to that when your husband is stepping up kind of, or is advocating or whatever. I just remember being like, good Lord, what would I, what would I do if you weren't here? Like, I know, like, honestly, I think I probably would have just tried to convince myself that everything was fine and that he didn't have Down syndrome because, you know, the doctor didn't think that he did. So clearly he yeah. might not. But Tyler was like the voice of reason. Yeah. And, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so That's glad. amazing. Yeah. So when you guys found out the news, like you talked about it being like some of your darkest days, what did you expect? Like, what was your, what were you envisioning when you heard that, like, when you maybe even were thinking that he had Down syndrome, but then when you did get that diagnosis, like, what were the things going through your head that made it such a hard time? So 
this is really hard to talk about. I, uh, um, I know it's common because I read a lot of books about receiving hard medical diagnoses, Mm. but there were times that I would wish like, well, you know, like maybe, maybe he'll just die during his surgery and then we don't have to worry about it. Mm. Or like, you know, just wishing that he wasn't here, that we, we had never had him. Um, that, you know, maybe if we would have waited one more month to get pregnant, then Mm. we would have had a normal baby. Um, And those are awful thoughts. It's things that I would think one second and instantly be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, that's not what I want. That's not actually, like, I don't want my baby to die. But getting a diagnosis like that, sometimes when it's brand new, it feels like that that might be easier. Mm -hmm. Um, That it might be easier to just have, you know, a loss, but have have your life go back to normal. Uh, And, you know, that's not the case. There's not a single bereaved parent who would say that their life is normal after losing their child. But there were seconds, like half seconds, that I thought that I would prefer that. And I'm very ashamed of that. But I do know that it's completely normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I still do struggle with a lot of guilt for ever, for ever wishing him away because, you know, we're just over a year into this now. And oh my gosh, like the things that this kid has brought to my life, I would not, I would not trade for anything. I wouldn't take 20 typical babies over one Henry now. Yeah. Um, I think I expected that our life would be sad. Mm. And I used to, I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I would see people with disabilities and just feel like a knot in my stomach. Like I wouldn't know how to talk to people with disabilities. I would feel pity Mm. and really sad for them and for their families I would just feel sick to my stomach and not know what to do not know what to say and now that we have Henry I realize how completely wrong I was there is there is no sadness in our lives relating to his diagnosis at all you know we're still we have sad days we are just regular people yeah. But it has nothing to do with one teeny tiny extra chromosome in our son. Uh, the I thought our family would never be regular again. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd never feel normal again. But what what the hell is normal anyway, right? Yeah, right. This yeah. Is, this is better than normal. Um, yeah. Yeah, our eyes have really been open just to the importance of like diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And I am very grateful that my daughter, Elizabeth, who is a typical three-year-old, she's not going to grow up feeling the same, like awkward, uncomfortableness that I did around people with disabilities, because she's going to grow up knowing that it's great. They're, They're living good, happy lives, and it's nothing to be sad about. Yeah. And one thing that I can relate to you with when you were talking about um, thinking that your 
your life would be sad or have sadness in it. I think like when I experienced that, a lot of what I felt was just like the unknown. And and it was almost like grieving what you thought you were getting. And then when things go so differently, there is that period. And it's interesting because almost every mom that has been on here as a spotlight mom has said that. Like whether you're getting a hard diagnosis or, you know, your pregnancy ends early or you have a NICU stay, you, the second you get pregnant or the second you decide you want to start trying for kids or whatever the case is, you have a vision of how that's going to go. And when things go differently, I think it's so normal that your first instinct is like uncomfortableness and sadness because you just don't know what to expect or it's happening and you're like, you feel like you're losing out on an experience. And until you're in it and kind of look around and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, maybe I missed those first skin to skin cuddles, but look at X, Y, and Z that I've gained through this. Yeah. I think, you know, when you expect something and it's not the way it turns out, you feel cheated Yeah, and like kind of pissed off. Totally. I, I felt that way for a long time. And I still kind of do that even just with his diagnosis, I'm so angry at, at myself and at society for conditioning me to believe that my life would be unhappy because I have a son with Down syndrome. Yes, I am so angry that I was led to believe that because it is not the case. That's not that's not how things have worked out for us. And that's not how things have worked out for so many other families that include someone with Down syndrome. We're not unhappy. I don't know where that misconception has come from because I think most parents think they don't want a child yeah. that, that is considered special needs. That's not what you want, but why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's been great so far. We have some extra therapy appointments, a few extra medical appointments, but the positives that Henry brings to our lives every single day outweigh every single thing that could possibly per- be perceived as a negative. Yeah. And the thing with that too, like being a medical mom or having those like additional appointments and stuff, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like we spent so much time the first few months of our kids' lives in hos or in appointments and different therapies and stuff. And it just is. Like I remember someone saying to me that they felt bad that we had to have so many appointments. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know different with my child. Like we just do this because that's what they need. And like, it's totally fine. Yeah. It honestly, it really aggravates me when people are like, oh, I don't know how you do it. Like you're so strong. And this, this is the only option. Like I'm not going to skip his cardiology appointment because I would rather go get a pedicure. This, this is, it just is what it is. And he is worth it. Like I will, I will sit in hospital waiting rooms forever if that's what it takes to mean that I'm going to have him with me for a long, long time. It's totally worth it. And I think that what so many people don't understand, like, you know, when people say how like, oh, I don't know how you do it and you're so strong. It's like, well, okay, you would do it too because you love your child to no end. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what being a parent is all about. There's lots of you know, there's lots of kids that you see screaming and crying in the grocery store and you're like, oh my God, I feel so bad for those parents. I don't know how they're doing it. 
they do it because it's their kid and you have no other choice but to push them screaming through the groceries. Yeah. And you don't always love it and you don't have to, but you just do it because that you're their mama. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what happens. So do you think that your experience, um, you guys have Elizabeth first. So first, so you have a typical child first and then you have Henry. Do you think that your experience would have been different, say, if you had Henry first or even if, say, Elizabeth had Down syndrome? Yes, I think it would have been a lot more challenging um, had our first child had Down syndrome rather than our second. Mm. Uh, with Elizabeth, we seem to always be in a really big hurry. We wanted her to be crawling really soon and walking and talking and doing all of these things. We were a little bit more competitive with her, I feel. Yep. Um, and it went by really fast. Like she was not a baby for long and Tyler and I were both really sad about that. So everything with Henry has been kind of a blessing in disguise it feels like because he's doing like incredibly well he's he's so smart he's doing so well with everything but he does have those you know a few things are going to take a little bit longer and this time around we are both very okay with that um we are in no hurry for him to be running around the house chasing after his (laughs) sister pulling her hair so I think we're more patient this time around. Uh, Yeah. And we just, we already had a really good understanding of what that unconditional love of a parent is. Uh, So I think getting his diagnosis, we, we knew, you know, we feel the same way about him as we do about Elizabeth. Yeah. And I feel like that extra chromosome didn't, didn't make much of a difference in terms of that. So Yeah. And even um, like, I just think you've navigated newborn life once. So I can imagine if you're thinking like, okay, there's going to be some additional needs or additional appointments in order to raise Henry or like go through the first months of his life. Okay, well, we know what newborn life looks like. So now we just add those on top of it. Whereas, you know, maybe if you had um, Henry first, there's just more unknowns, I guess. Yeah, it was, we were already, you know, I I feel like every time you have a new baby, you are starting over, whether, yeah. whether that baby has anything medical going on or not. Yeah. Uh, but we had an understanding of what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And really, it was kind of nice and reassuring to realize how not different it was mm. to go from having a newborn who was typical to having a newborn that had Down syndrome, they are exactly the same. Having a newborn baby with Down syndrome is no different from having any other baby. It's, yeah. you know, eat, cry, poop, sleep, <laughs> yeah. or sleep. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about Henry having the congenital heart. Dis- is it a disorder or disease? Disease, Sorry, yeah. Disease. So it, and you said that's really common with people with Down syndrome? Yeah, half of uh, people born with Down syndrome have a congenital heart disease of some sort. So not all of them would require open heart surgery like Henry's did. His was pretty severe, uh, but it's very, very common for uh, babies or young children or young adults with Down syndrome to undergo open heart surgery or have some type of condition. And what was that like going through a surgery? 
And it's not like he was, you know, two days old. He's now been home with you for six months. Yeah, I think for us, Tyler and I both at the time, we never would have admitted it, but neither of us were really able to fully let ourselves get very attached to Henry until Mm. we brought him home after his surgery. Um, For us, everything was just going so well and going so smoothly and it all felt really natural. And I feel like I was just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. Like everything was going too well. Um, So I think I had kind of convinced myself or had been trying to prepare myself for the fact that, you know, well, it's all going so well right now. So we probably won't end up bringing him home after surgery. He'll probably end up something will go wrong. Yeah. Do you Um, think that that's part of like how society has conditioned us to think that, you know, like how you had said that um, we've been conditioned to think that like people with disabilities don't live as good of a life as as typical people or can't. Do you think that that's part of you feeling like that? Like something has to go wrong because he's just so perfect and doing so well. And I've always kind of just thought that people struggled more than this. Absolutely. Yeah, I really do think that like, it's everything was going so smoothly, and it seemed so easy. And it wasn't what I had expected. Mm. So I thought clearly, clearly something's going to happen, because this isn't how this is supposed to work. This isn't what a life with a baby who has Down syndrome is supposed to look like this is supposed to be harder. So it's going to get harder. And we were, it, it was, there were a lot of scares, uh, with his surgery and stuff, but we did obviously end up getting to bring a healthy baby boy back home with us. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful for that, but still, even to this day, you know, things are going so well. He's doing amazing with every single therapy that he has. And I'm still just kind of waiting for yeah. that other shoe to drop. I don't I don't know if I'll ever stop waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah. So when we look at like when we're talking about how society has been conditioned, I do I think that social media is such a powerful tool in terms of like advocating and educating and bringing awareness. We obviously have such a long ways to go. Still, I think with, you know, so many different issues um that are being advocated for on social media that probably everyone's newsfeed has kind of come across at some point. But have you had like, what has the, even just like the general consensus of you guys having a baby with down syndrome, like what has that been like as a, from a public response to you or family, extended family, friends, like how have you felt overall with it? So we are very, very lucky that we have not faced really any negativity because of Henry's diagnosis. Uh, Right off the hop, both of our families have been incredibly supportive and really positive about everything. Um, Everyone at my work has been super supportive as well, which has really been helpful in that, you know, I think having professionals like the people that I work with helping me to present his diagnosis in a Mm. public light really made a a difference in the way that it was perceived. Yeah. When I feel like when you're presenting a diagnosis like Henry's Down syndrome, if you 
come at it being like really sad when you're telling mm-hmm. people and acting like it's a bad thing and that you're not happy about it. Um, I think that's the way people are going to react. You know, yeah. if you're if you're sad, no one's going to be like, "Congratulations, this is wonderful news." Yeah. Um, but you know, for us, we had a platform to publicly address it and say, you know, this is our son and we love him and he's perfect and we're so glad he's here. And that's exactly the response that we ended up getting back. Mm. It was a bunch of people who were so glad to hear about him and hear that he was here and he was okay. And, you know, lots of people immediately were suggesting resources in the city and in the province to us. Um, So I think that that just being able to be so public and so publicly positive about it really impacted the way that it was perceived, you know, by everyone who heard and still to this day, people who just start following us on Instagram kind of get, get the general idea that we are very positive about his diagnosis and really optimistic and hopeful for his future. So we really haven't faced any negativity. Every once in a while you do get trolls commenting or messaging, but you just block and move on. It's not, it's not worth my time of day. Yeah. So one thing that um, I actually just thought of as you were talking about that, um, I saw somebody make a post one time and it was a mom who was advocating for her little girl and she had a, a disability of some kind. I can't actually remember what it was. And she was talking about how um, one thing that she can't stop thinking about is how she has had such a great response so far. And, you know, the I think the little girl was like one or two. And she's like, the only thing that I'm scared about is as she gets older. Like right now she's like still cute and she's a little girl and she's like, I just can't shake this feeling of like what's going to happen as my little girl grows older. Like are people going to look at her differently? Are things going to change? I'd love to hear kind of your thought on that. But I also just want to say that I think that what's really, really special about this day and age with social media advocating, but then also just people um, getting the privilege of growing up around Henry is that he's just going to do the advocating silently even, you know, like I think of this mom who's worrying about that. And I'm like, there's so many people who she's going to be influencing for the greater good of society and how these kids growing up with her or the, you know, these kids going with Henry, they just get to grow up with Henry as Henry. And yes, he has down syndrome, but he's Henry and he's amazing. And so that just like keeps, you know, that's really it really sat on me when I read that and I really tried to like think of that and, you know, how she was feeling. And as you're talking about Henry, I'm like, you know, I see her fear and her fear maybe so, it is so valid, but I also just think about like what a joy these kids are, like regardless of their diagnosis and and how many people they are going to be impacted. And sometimes I just wonder if we have a fear that isn't going to come true ever. Yeah, I, I'm really optimistic about everything with Henry's future. Um, even, you know, I'm, I'm so vocal on social media about him and his worth. And if, if there is a mom out there whose child is not looking over their soul, 
over their shoulder while they're watching my Instagram stories or seeing a post with Henry. You know, so many moms will message me and be like, my kid is getting me to play that video of him doing whatever over (laughs) and over again. Because like, what mom can say that their kid never looks at social media over their shoulder? Honestly, Elizabeth is always like, who's that? Yeah, (laughs) I Um, know Tate too. (laughs) So already, how many kids have seen a little baby with down syndrome who is so cute and you know they they'll be like oh my friend henry whatever just through social media so i think that that's it's really cool and it's it's such an easy way to expose your children to people who are different and to start those conversations about you know inclusion and how being different isn't such a bad thing it's not scary like there is nothing about henry that is scary right now so you know i'm i'm optimistic that 10 years from now kids won't think there's something scary about him then yeah yeah no i love that and i think it's so true and i think that that um it's been really fun on instagram just sharing different books my husband and i are both teachers and so we our house is overflowing with books. Like it's almost becoming a problem, but Reese is getting to the age where I can start purging some of like the really baby books. Yeah. Um, but we have so many books that kind of teach, like silently teach inclusion or boldly address inclusion. And it's been really fun to share that on my Instagram page or at the Messy Mama Pod and how many moms are like, oh, we have this book. And like, we have this book that showcases a little boy who has a wheelchair, or we have this book that talks about, you know, this black girl's hair and how she loves it, you know, like all of these different scenarios that kids, if you didn't show them and they weren't exposed to it necessarily in their community, I think that's when things become scary or unknown or different. Right. But I think that, yeah, it's it's our job to be teaching our kids about this stuff. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's so easy to grab a book like there's one by Nancy Tillman. And I'm pretty sure it's you're all kinds of wonderful. OK, there's a, there's a little girl who has Down syndrome on the cover. There is not a mention of Down syndrome in the entire mm-hmm. book. It just talks about how kids are different and, you know, it's a good thing to be different. And there's a little girl with Down syndrome on the cover. So who knows how many children that has made, you know, the image of Down syndrome seem less scary to yeah. just because it's on their bookshelf. And it's so easy, honestly, to grab a book like that instead of reading The Hungry Caterpillar for the 400th right. time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm laughing because that's what we read tonight and I'm so sick of it. Honestly. Like, yeah. And I think that that's so important too. Like even when, you know, I I think sometimes when we think about teaching our kids about inclusion, it has to be these like big lessons and like these big life lessons. And it doesn't. It just has to be our kids seeing kids who have Down syndrome or who are in a wheelchair or who have a limb difference or whatever it is. It's just about seeing it letting your child ask questions, normalizing your child having questions, and you get to set the tone for that conversation and you get to teach your kid how you want them to behave and act and and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, just through having Henry and having more and more discussions about diversity and inclusion, I've become so much more passionate about advocacy in every form. So mm. even with the Black Lives Matter movement, it is so much more important to me now 
to teach my kids about including everyone. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how many chromosomes you have. It doesn't matter if you have an accent that seems intimidating. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's so important as parents to teach our kids to include everybody, you know? I don't want my kid to be the little jerk at the playground who's not going to include someone because they're different. Yep. Nobody wants to have that kid. And it's, it's easy to, you know, make a different book choice. Yeah. To throw in a movie that includes people of different skin colors or someone in a wheelchair. Or if, if you guys haven't watched the peanut butter Falcon, Ooh. it is, um, I think it's on Amazon prime. I'm not sure, but oh, it is. I have to watch that. There's an actor with Down syndrome in it, and Shia LaBeouf is in it as well. Mm. It's really good. It's so sweet. I love it. And, you know, why not have a movie like that on in the background instead of watching whatever movie you've watched a thousand times? Totally. I so agree with that. What has been like your biggest joy with Henry? Like you just exude like joy and excitement and like when you talk about him, you just like light up and you look so happy and passionate and in love. And, you know, sometimes I think that as moms may be listening to this who have been conditioned like we both were to feel like there's sadness, like is there something specific that because of his diagnosis, like he's like just shown you joy in a different way? I think just overcoming those expectations that I had Mm. has been the biggest thing for me. So I was set up to believe that things would not be good after Henry arrived, that things would be sad and that our lives would have no real quality after welcoming him. And to to look at our lives now, everything just feels like extra good. Knowing, you know, having my expectations have been so low to see where our life is now, everything just feels way better. Um, And I can really appreciate how happy we are and how good things feel. And there's obviously hard days. There's hard appointments. Uh, There's hard conversations that need to be had and things that we need to plan for in the future. Um, But it's all really good. And it's not anywhere near as hard as I thought it would be. And I'm just very grateful that things have worked out this way and that it's okay. It's I didn't think it was going to be okay. I thought it would never be okay again. And it is. It really, really is. I love that. I think to wrap up, I think one thing that I do like asking Spotlight Moms, because there is so much uncertainty with these hard diagnoses or those things that you're just kind of like thrown into. And I know that feeling of um, helplessness that you can feel in those early days. So if there's a mom that's listening to this, Um, who maybe has just found out her baby has Down syndrome or is pregnant and maybe just got the diagnosis while the baby's still in utero, what is one thing that you would like to tell her that you wish somebody told you? Uh, Number one, I would say get off Google. Mm. You know, shut your phone off, 
quit looking at all of these medical papers that are telling you that your baby will never live alone and that Mm. they'll be delayed, that, you know, really make it seem that life with someone who has Down syndrome is not going to be a happy one because that's really what everything on the internet tells you. That's what medical textbooks tell you. And it's not right. And if you have a doctor who is presenting it in that way to you, tell them to get the hell out of the room because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, And find your community. For Mm. us, Instagram has been a lifeline to be able to pull up social media in those early days with Henry and find a family that looked a lot like ours that was happy and you know they're smiling in every single picture they don't look miserable Uh, to see videos of kids with down syndrome a little bit older that were running around and talking and playing with their siblings it was such a lifeline for me for sure to just be able to see glimpses of what our future might actually in real life look like Um, not not what a scary Google image told me it would look like because that's not accurate. Yeah, I love that. I think that that is one thing that I know so many moms who go to your page, they find that, you know, that that glimmer of hope in those like really, really, really hard days or hard times or those first moments. I think that um, searching for that hope and when you do find that, I know that so many moms or I know that I held on to that and I don't I know that so many parents get that from your page. So I'm super grateful that you are on here tonight with me or today. Um I hope that everybody goes and checks out your Instagram. Um you are Brittany May Cafe. I'm gonna put that information on um in the show notes of this too. So if you're a mama listening to this and and you know maybe you have a friend or know someone, a family member who has a hard diagnosis, it doesn't even have to be just Down syndrome because I think that, you know, when it comes to the medical side of motherhood or that unknown side of motherhood. I think that so many moms can, or parents even can just relate to so much of it, whatever the diagnosis is or whatever the um, situation is. So thank you for being here and thank you for advocating for Henry like you do. Um, I'm really grateful to have met you and to found you on Instagram. And I know that so many other moms are too. Aw, thank you. Thanks for having me.